Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class John Valentine. Welcome to the Veterans Be Real podcast. Here's where we try to keep it real and do our best to help all our fellow veterans out there. This podcast will hopefully open our veterans' eyes into the transition and challenges they are facing and give them some guidance along the way. Please subscribe and download our podcast. We look forward to you, your insight, and your loyalty. Thanks for listening. And now here's Veterans Be Real. All right, good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, all my veteran be listen, listeners out there. Sergeant Valentine, your host. All right, today I have Sabrina Young. She has got some story. I'm sure she's got a story because her business is a very unique business. All right, so it's not something that most of us probably even think about when we were getting out of the military, but she's going to lead you into that later. Uh, and I met Sabrina through some contacts that of mine, so that's been great. And uh, hopefully we'll get to know each other a little bit better as we do this. And we, you know, she's actually pretty close. I think you're in Temple, right, Sabrina? Yes. Yeah. So she's like, right. She's like a stone's throw from me at Fort Hood. So I'm good. So we probably link up and have lunch or something sometime soon, but we'll see what's up. So everybody, this is Sabrina. Sabrina, veteran viewer listeners, it's all yours. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Nick, for allowing me to be a guest here. Of course. Um, I think what you're doing is a wonderful privilege for um, people like myself and all those who are transitioning out of the military life. So um, uh, my background story is I joined in 2005 as a military police officer oh. and I followed after my father's footsteps. He was an MP for the Marines and I just took an easier route, I thought. So um, I got stationed in Texas and immediately after I got out, <laughs> after as soon as I landed, they said, Sprina at the time was Portugal. Um Whoa. I said, private Portugal, you're going to Iraq. And I said, oh, my goodness, I just landed out of basic training, you know, so Wait, at Fort Leonard, Wood, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, time out what? <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. So it was definitely a shock for me um, to hit the, you know, out the gate swinging. So yeah. um, I did my tour there and we were training Iraqi police officers how to have an actual local government. Right. Um, what the vetting system was. We were teaching them PE. Um, the requirements for them were two push-ups to be a police officer. Wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah. the protein content <laughs> over there was pretty low. So that's, yeah. you know, it was, that was kind of a high intake for them, but um, running and they don't really own tennis shoes over there. Everybody had sandals trying to do a two mile run in sandals. Like uh, was Most pretty interesting. Barefoot. To, yeah, take the shoes off. Just go. Yeah. At that rate, we were at that way. We were encouraging them. Um, and the other requirement was they had to have all their fingers because, you know, that was uh, in order to be a police officer. If they were making bombs, they were essentially blowing their hands off. So we wanted to um, have a good trusted um, a partnership there. So that opened up a lot for me. I thought I was going to do criminal justice on my way out, but right. that didn't quite lead to my thoughts, uh, what the plan was. So then I do another tour. And that mission was driven for um, stabilization and concentrate, not like a, I guess like more like a, a jail would be optimal to say they, right. what they have over there. 
So teaching them how to establish jails formally was interesting. Um, I met my husband there and came home and uh, on our lunch break, we hurried up and got married before we went back for, for his third tour. So um, transitioning was definitely, uh, you were kind of thrown for me. I was thrown to the wolves. I felt like mm-hmm. um, there wasn't a lot of resources. There were some, you know, fairs and state um, employment opportunities. And although nothing really seemed promising for me at that time. Right. So I ran into, um, I thought I was going to do UMHB program for nursing. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I lost a lot of comrades during my, my latter deployment. And, um, I, I always got on the, you know, kind of funeral detail per se to notify families. And so I thought hospice nursing was going to be my deal, but it, it, that didn't quite work out. So I met a funeral director that was picking up my patients and I said, well, what do you guys actually do? And they said, I just help families. And I'll tell you that lit up inside of me. And I knew that was going to be my calling. I knew from a, a younger age too, back in high school, we had autopsy classes and all kinds. And I was just super into that. Um, but I didn't think my life was going to really go that way. So, um, I started going to school at university of central Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and got my bachelor's in mortuary science there. Um, from there, I tried to recruit my husband to come and join. I said, he was at OU at the time. And I said, you're going to love this program. You got to come out and check it out. The thing with the funeral industry, it made it so simple for me to transition because everything there is an SOP. It was very um, relatable to take the knowledge that you have and and yeah, and I imagine it's pretty rigid their rules about that kind of stuff because you're dealing with people whose body, you know, what I'm saying. So I'm sure it's pretty rigid with the rules. So yeah, probably did have a lot it of expertise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got introduced to um, it was called Boots to Business. And that really spearheaded some things for me. Um, The SBA had, you know, I didn't know anything about building a business plan, but the SBA has a program. It's called Dream Builder, and that's for women entrepreneurs. But I highly encourage everybody to sign up for it anyway, male or female or all the other things that are out there these days. But um, definitely sign up for that to get your business plan going. Boots to Business was, like like I said, a a good catalyst. the challenges that I really had was trying to get all the designations, you know, being woman owned, veteran owned and operated, small business, you know, all them designations. They say they're for free, but yet it's hard to find the actual free entities that gave you these certifications. Right. Once you get into sams.gov, it'll say unclaimed or uncertified. And so right now I'm in that, in that, um, in that part trying to find how to get those accreditations. Yep. Other challenges was actually building this funeral home during COVID. Yeah. You know, it was hard to get anybody who would want to work uh, shoveling dirt. I mean, everybody ran for the hills during the early part of the, you know, I started the groundbreaking ceremony back in February of 20, 2020. And it was just so hard to get anybody to really work. Prices skyrocketed. Everything I thought, you know, we had a dream of building a 10,000 square foot, but because of the, the inflation, we only can only get down to 5,000 square foot. Um, but it's definitely new state of the art. Um, it was a lot of growing pains because <laughs> mm-hmm. building something brand new in this funeral industry um, is not done often. The last funeral home in Temple, Texas was built 20 years ago. 
And so to um, revamp or add to or, or make a new of these new of these older funeral homes, it's nearly impossible. So I knew right then and there I had to build from the ground up. And it's a magnificent story, honestly. Um, in 2018, it was March when I quit one of my competitor funeral homes and they blessed me with so much experience. I said, I could be doing this for myself. And so I rolled over and I looked at my husband and I said, I have a dream. He goes, well, go back to sleep, honey. You'll have another one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nightmare. No. <laughs> I said, no, God put this in my heart. And yeah. I called all my past families and I said, Hey, I have a dream. Will you help me? They said, Sabrina, you buy the tile, we'll lay it. You buy the, the sheetrock and we'll hang it. And everybody in the community came together to build this place. Nice. I mean, phenomenal. That is, that is beyond me, you know? So I was totally blessed with that. Um, we got commissioned in January of, of this past year. And so far we are opening up our funeral home and we're doing cases and families. And awesome. what I saw the, the lack in the industry was the true care, the true, you know, I'm going to be there for you. They, these funeral homes have gotten to be where they're all corporate mindset. They, they charge you a nice pretty penny and then they leave you hanging in your grief, you know, that there's no way to, to cure yourself. Yeah. There's counselors and things like that. And if everybody goes to the VA, that's a wonderful thing, but not everybody knows how to walk grief. So my vision was when I built this funeral home was we were going to have a bereavement center. The bereavement center um, has classes like grief toastmasters. We have veterans in grief so that way we can share because not grief doesn't have to be the loss of a human. It could be a battle buddy. It could be a, an animal. It could be anything that you're transitioning in your life, even your career. I can't tell you how many times I see people leave their military life and then they become a civilian. And it's, it's really sad because that worth is not as strong as it is that in your civilian that life. Worth, it's all gone. Yeah. They, they strip it from you. It's like they strip it away from you. It's crazy. It is. And so finding that camaraderie again, I mean, you'll get it here because we're a veteran owned funeral home and we know how to do service. You know, we take care of our brothers and sisters. So um, all the other funeral homes, you know, we're all friendly and, and everything's good there. But, you know, it's just they don't go that extra mile what they teach you. You know, they don't handhold you. They don't make sure you get your presidential certificates. They don't, they don't make sure that the DIC, the survivor widows benefits are filled out. They say, here's a 1-800 number, go figure it out. Yep. I don't do I, that here. Yeah. I was a CAO a couple of times and I remember we, we I, and I, one family, I walked her through, I, I literally did all the paperwork for her because she was so distraught from her son dying that she couldn't even function. And, you know, it, having a veteran owned and especially in this area i mean fort hood's huge and there's about a hundred thousand veterans that live within 25 miles of fort hood mm -hmm. on top of the the soldiers on fort hood you know what i mean if there's any kind of stupid accident with them so it's crazy that and that's amazing that you guys are doing that type of stuff i mean to be honest with you i mean it, mm -hmm. that's a hard thing yeah I, and you know that's the need had arose when when i had veterans calling me they say sabrina you know i'm using this this place or i'm doing this and the funeral home didn't order the headstone marker we ordered over 200 markers that are set at the local cemeteries because the funeral homes just didn't ever order them or they didn't, they didn't offer the service and they're free. I mean, all we had to do was fill them out. 
Yeah, they're free from the VA. I mean, what the hell? So I don't understand. You know, so filling all those out, I'm backlogging, trying to get our county up to code with, you know, making sure that the headstones are marked, make sure that the the survivors get their benefits, the DIC packets, the medals, the shadow boxing. I mean, all of that comes, you know, after the funeral, but these other funeral homes don't follow up with it. It's part of the whole bereavement and move, you know what I'm saying? That's part of the process. I mean, that it's sad that those things happen, but I'm glad you're doing that. I'm glad, especially I'm glad, super glad you're in this area because that opens my eyes to a lot of things. I run a nonprofit here too. So I run, I have a lot of older veterans that are coming through and I have, I had two or three last week that had somebody die in their family and needed help. And I wouldn't, I didn't even know about you then, but now I know about you now. So now I'm going to start flooding you with people like, Hey, I got some people. So I'm excited about our relationship growing to another level because I think we can do a lot for this community where we live. Uh, because we technically live in the same, pretty much the same area, Central Texas. So that's yes. that's lucky. Um, but I got. Well, we do free advanced directives. We do free wills, free notaries, um, anything that you're going to need or your family is going to need because of your veteran. Uh, we provide that all at no cost. So yeah, and that's amazing. So I mean, anybody out there listening, if you're in the Central Texas area and you're listening to this, this is something. I know we all don't like to think about death and we don't like to think about it, but we all have to understand that that's part of life is eventually it's going to end and you need to be prepared. Like I've done a lot with my wife, but here's my will. Here's where all the insurance stuff is. Here's where it's all in this folder, baby. So if something happens to me, just go to this folder. You know what I'm saying? And it'll give you the dress, right dress, where to go. I said, I'm yes. a veteran. So the, the funeral, I'm going to be cremated myself. But the point is there's steps in there. You can follow that's the step-by-step stuff. So, I mean me, but Cause I, I turned 50 in a couple of weeks. So I'm, not, I'm like, I'm over the hump. Like I'm coming downhill now. So um, oh, yeah, I'm, coming down. I'm not going to, I might make it to 70 if I'm lucky, but, um, <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. It's like, and even just the education that you have to be able to talk to, even like I should have you come in and do briefings and offer you to, or do a, we should do another conference call where it's just me and you talking about this, that I can report and we can put it on Facebook that there is somebody out there that's willing to help your family. If you run into a situation and they're here and they're right here local and they can get those things are so, I mean, to me, it's, it's just, a, it's like a security blanket. Like, okay, if something did happen, I know Sabrina and her team are going to take care of my family, whether it's me or somebody in my family, because I'm a veteran, I know I can bring in Sabrina and whatever we're entitled to, whatever, she's going to help make sure we figure this out. And that that's huge. I mean, that's huge, Sabrina. So I, I'm, I'm excited to know you're here now. Cause now woo, so one less yes, step. Well, yeah. Praise God, praise yeah. God, because yeah. you know, there is a lot of hardship, but my goal is those that are transitioning that want to go into the funeral industry, yeah. um, having the ability because building a funeral home is very, um, expensive, let's say, you know, so if I could help others that want a foot out and own their own funeral home, that's where I want to make that leverage for those that are transitioning. Um, maybe looking at franchising, giving them the opportunity. I was literally, cause I, I run a franchise thing where I help veterans get into franchise and I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if we could turn a franchise home, like a funeral home into a franchise because, then I could pay for everything to get the buildings built for them and get everything set up for them and blah, blah, blah. And the way our program set up is like a veteran co- soldier comes to me, he's getting out of the military, wants to be in a franchise. So what I do, I open the franchise. I make him the general manager to run it. He runs it for the first couple of years until we pay back the loans and everything I did to get it. But once we pay everything back, then he takes over 60% of the business and he owns it. And then I have investors and stuff to help them. And that's, but they're all silent partners that are just there to get, you know, to help the veteran get his, get his business started. But me and you need to talk because I can touch you in touch with my franchise guy. Because that could be big. I mean, and like you said, people people think mortuary or death. Or whatever, it's not. 
but the fact here's what's important to me because I worked in mental health too in the army and I did a lot of stuff and I, I was a medic and I lost guys that died in my arms in Iraq and Afghanistan and all that stuff what you need to understand is, is that the respect for that soldier, that person that passes away, and if you get a good funeral home that respects that whole process and respects the family, it makes that bereavement thing just a tad bit simpler and easier for that family to get through because they know they can lean on the, the funeral home to help them, and they're going to help them through this whole process until their son or daughter is in the ground. And put, and even after, I'm sure you guys are going to be following up with them and do it just because you sound like that type of person. But my point is, like you said, a lot of funeral homes, once they get them in the, once they're in the dirt, they cut sling load and they're gone. You know what I'm saying? They're going to the next body, you know, or the next person. So I, I, I got a feeling from just talking to you that you're, it's more than that for you. It means more than that for you. It's like a family. You're part of their family. Now you want them to feel like they're part of a bigger family now and they have some support. So that's huge, Sabrina. I mean, I'm very proud of you. I'm, I'm very proud to know you as a veteran and but to know you as a person now, because it's a, that's a, it's an unsexy kind of job, but it's a job that needs to be done with sex, a sex appeal to it because it has to have that momentum and that flow of emotions because it's a very emotional job too, right? Even though they're all sad emotions for the most part, there's emotions there. So it's got to be something that's taken, it's taken consideration when you're dealing with people and, it, and that's hard. And I'm proud, I'm proud to know you now. I mean, that, that's, that's crazy. Awesome. Well, thank you. You're giving me the motivation to keep going. It's, it's spirit oh, like you. that. Man, um, you are, you are you know. desperately needed in this environment, especially, you know what I mean? Because with all the bad stuff that's going on in our country right now, all the stupidity and all the ignorant stuff that's going on between left and right and Democrats and Republicans and the race. So, and that's, that's another platform yeah. that, you know, no matter where you are with funeral services, yeah. you will see that we treat everybody digni dignified. It's not yeah. so much, you know, when, when you hear the word dignified, you think of cheap, right? Yeah. Some people say, oh, that's the cheap place to go. Well, our highest casket medal um, is only $2,000. Wow. So no matter what you select, an entire catalog of hundreds of caskets of colors and shapes and sizes, everything's typically 2000. Your woods are 3,500. So if you take that across the, the all platforms, you know, my one a competitor would never be able to touch it. But this gives every veteran, their family, their loved ones, the opportunity to have the service of a lifetime. We shrink wrap caskets in our funeral home. I want to share this theory. We have an IMAX movie screen inside a funeral home. Nice. Imagine this. I'm coming down there to see this. I'm coming to see this. I'm coming down. You soon. need to come on, brother. You need to come I'm on because this I'm is a coming because I want to see this because I really want to give it the full, full fledged support. Full. I've been there. I've seen it. You guys aren't going to believe it at because see yeah. when I get on our social media on my side, I like to say these are people that I vested in and I trust that you can trust now because I'm I'm giving you them my recommendation, my approval. My, they're going to take care of you. See what I'm saying? So like when I do that, I come out because I can take some pictures and do, I'm excited, Sabrina, because I mean, this is, this is huge. It's a lot bigger than just, you know, the veteran story. What you're doing is deeper than that. You know what I mean? It's deep. Well, the veteran story, this is, this is one of my favorite things I love to talk about with the IMAX movie screen that we have during um, the arrangement process in pre-planning, um, you know, typically people plan two and three weddings in a lifetime, but they never plan their funeral. Right. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we allow um, them to capture their life story, upload it for free to our Google drive. And then we house it on a thumb drive here in our facility. And you can constantly change it. You can update it as much as you want, but it shares the story from your perspective and your legacy. You can say, imagine this on a big IMAX screen. 
I know you're here watching my funeral today. If you are at this point of my life, maybe my childhood, I want to thank you for being a mentor. I want to thank you for being a battle of mine. We live through some crazy stuff. And then I want to thank my spouse and my children. May you always carry on this legacy. If you see the do's and don'ts of someone's life on a big screen like ours, that's going to speak volumes religiously, non-religiously. I mean, that is not going to leave a dry eye in our arena. I mean, in our chapel, it's just, I'll tell you, you definitely need to come out. We're doing grand opening. We're going yeah, we to get off this call. Look, look, when we get off this call, I'm going to get an address. I'm going to get a time. You get, get your phone number. Get, hey, I'm coming out. So I'm going to be in Temple or whatever. I'm going to swing by. So, yeah, because I go to yeah. Temple all the time. Waco. So, yeah. Well, if anybody oh. wants to come out and support us on May 14th at two o'clock is our ribbon cutting. Um, oh. We'd love to show support. Well, We're going to have a sure. lieutenant colonel there. Um, talk about the military life. We're going to have a mentor, funeral director, friend of mine, and then just kind of give praise to God, honestly, to, because we I have this place that we have, and I think it's because of him, but yeah. um, you can definitely check us out on our Facebook page, the events tab, and that's Young's Daughters, and you can go to our website. It's very informative. You'll see lots of videos. Um, yep. www.youngsdaughters.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, however you want to find me. I should be easily available, but we'll have it all. We'll have it all on the show notes. <laughs> there you go. There yep. you go. You can't miss me. Can't miss you. And I will. I'll be there on the 14th. Now I'll make sure I'm there this week. I'll be there Thursday. So what is it? Thursday or Friday? Friday. Friday. Yeah, I'll be there Friday. Yes. I got to do hood howdy on on Thursday. So yeah, I'll be there Friday. All righty. Well, we are our paths are destined across, and I'm so thankful right, I'm for proud, this proud. Yeah. little interview here. All right, so everybody heard Sabrina. You heard her website. We're going to make sure it's in the show notes. Listen, this is an opportunity. If you're in the military right now and you're thinking about getting out, you're not sure about a job, Sabrina might be somebody just to talk to to find out what really inspired her a little deeper, like get a little deeper into the weeds and figure out. But it's pretty self-explanatory that it's about taking care of soldiers still and taking care of veterans. She's still got that mentality like we did when we were soldiers. No, never leave anybody behind. Make sure they're, you know what I'm saying? The whole the whole gamut of what we do as soldiers. So that's exciting. So Sabrina, last thing I'd like to ask everybody I have on my show is, what is something that we as a, as a listeners can do to support you? Is it just go to your Facebook page and like it and help spread the word? Is it is it anything else? So just talk to us a little bit about what we can do to support you as listeners for your business. What can we do for you? Um, share us as a resource. You know, whenever you have a, a veteran family owned business, uh, anybody that's a veteran and they need help, I do everything from e-benefits, DD-214s. I am honestly a veteran service officer for VFW post-1820. If there is anything that a veteran, the spouse, the children, you need home renovations, you need home loans, you need funerals, advanced directives, notary. If you ever are in a need, you need to find Sabrina. Yeah, evidently. So yeah, we'll definitely do that. So Sabrina, I want to thank you for being on today. Uh, it was exciting to have you on. I'm excited about meeting you face to face and being able to get to know you guys and meet your business and see all your family and everybody there. That's going to be awesome. Uh, thank you again for coming on and taking the time today to spend some time with us today on Veterans Be Real. Well, thank you, Nick. I appreciate you having me. You bet. So remember, everybody out there listening, www.veteransbereal.com. Sabrina's episode will launch here in the next couple of days, probably a week. But you probably listening to it right now, so you already found it. So we're good. I like doing that to you. But just pay attention. Check out our note. Check out the show notes. Go look her up. Support her, guys. Listen. Go on her Facebook page. Like and share it to your friends and family. Anybody that might be in a situation where they need help with this kind of involvement, because it doesn't matter where you're at. Sabrina can help. I'm sure she can help you figure out what you need to do. The steps, even if you're in a different state, 
there might be rules, but she can help guide you along the way so you don't get screwed over by anybody and all that kind of stuff. So reach out if you need her. Again, thank you, Sabrina. We look forward to talking to you next time. I'll see you soon. Yes, look forward to it. All right. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here.